Hi, this is Laura. And this is Nikki with the Stardust Society, inspiring you to stop getting in your own way and start building an art biz and life that you love. We are artists who believe strongly in the power of community, accountability, following your intuition, taking small, actionable steps, and breaking down the barriers of fear and procrastination that keep you stuck. Follow along with us on our creative business journey as we encourage you on yours. Who are we talking to today, Laura? Well, today we're talking to Trupti Karjani, who is an international recognized artist and creative entrepreneur from Belgaum, India. She wears the hats of a painter, paint maker, and an educator. She's the creator of Thrive with Trupti, a membership and community where she teaches watercolor enthusiasts the skills and mindset that they need to create confidently. Trupti is also the founder and owner of Blue Pine Arts, a small batch company where she and her team make their world-renowned handmade artisanal watercolor paints, sketchbooks, and other art materials. Trupti, welcome to the Stardust Society. Thank you so much for having me on, guys. This is worth waking up at seven in the morning for. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure anything's worth waking up that early, but I'm glad you think we are. (laughs) So, Trupti, we think you are an amazing example of a Stardust. And we've coined the term Stardust for somebody who doesn't let fear and procrastination keep them from starting an art career, creative business that they love. So why don't you share a little bit with us about how you got started as an artist and how your love of watercolor turned into Blue Pine Arts? Oh, man, I'm never going to get tired of telling this story. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, it was um, almost exactly three years ago. I just celebrated three years of being a full-time artist. So I think it's a great time to bring the story up. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. So um, it started, um, you know, when I just got engaged to my now husband and uh, my cousin was visiting me from Canada and she had a she had a set of watercolors. Uh, And just one day we were just sitting bored and I decided to just try what watercolors are. I'd never tried it before. This is 2016. Mm -hmm. Um, And as soon as I felt the color just burst in the water, something happened. I was like, what is mm-hmm. this magic, you know, um, <laughs> which is weird because I was I I never painted before. I never thought of myself as an artist. I didn't think of myself as an artist for a very, very long time. Uh, fast mm-hmm. forward to May of 2017. I was newly married. I was in my new home. I had a new job. Everything was new. Um, and I just one day randomly decided to start an Instagram account Um and just said that, you know, I need, I just need something to keep me accountable because I want to make this magic a part of my daily life. It was just as simple as that. It wasn't, I did not have dreams of being an artist. I, you know, it was never on the horizon. That's the funniest part of this. It was just so for the me, pure joy. Yeah. Let me interrupt you for just a second. Before you discovered watercolor, mm. what was the job you were doing and what did you think you were going to do with your life? That's okay. That's a good, that's a good question because, um, I was in this, I was working as a software engineer and I was deeply unhappy over there. And I Mm -hmm. always thought, you know, since the age of 12, I always thought I was going to be a writer. I think I'm going to be a writer someday. Uh, but I, I quit my job in software and I studied creative writing in English. 
And then I took up a marketing job. You know, that was my new job. And I was very okay. happy okay. that I got this job because I was like, oh, I get to write because I need to write the company newsletters. Um, and uh, that was the job that I was excited about, which then turned out mm-hmm. to be, you know, hellish and I hated it. Uh, thank <laughs> God, because, because it made me want to quit the job and, you know, uh, take my creativity up full time. But uh, that was the job I was at, marketing. Okay. So you had already... You had already made a switch from, you know, the technical, the Mm -hmm. software engineer to something that was a bit more creative. Marketing is definitely more creative than software engineering. Sorry. I mean, I know I'm also a web developer, so I Mm -hmm. get that there's creativity in the technical side. But so you had already made that switch to marketing, which Mm -hmm. was a great leap. Yeah. So then you made the switch from that to writing mm. and and then art. So tell us more about that. Yeah, I think it's, I've always been able to switch and just like move and like shed an old identity because I am always aware of what makes me unhappy. And being in software just made me unhappy all the time. And I knew that I, I can't live my <laughs> life like that because I'm someone who really values my happiness. I mean, I know that it's seen as selfish, but that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm just so clear on just being happy. I just want to be that in my life. And I was so unhappy at my job. And, you know, it, it's a marketing job just because I had a title of a marketing associate, with, but, uh, but I had to write uh, the company newsletter. So I was, mm-hmm. I was just really happy that I get to write, uh, even if the the pay was like less than three hundred and twenty five dollars a month. That is like really, wow. really less, <laughs> considering I was in a metro city then. Um, but writing words is so much better than writing code, isn't it? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like that wasn't even my jam, and I'm really happy that I did that because it still comes in such use today. Because my audience really connects with how I write. It's not just my art, uh, but it's also my art and my heart. Uh, and my heart just really comes out through my writing as well. So uh, that's nice. you know that's really come in useful. Um, mm-hmm. So I just started painting on the side and. Uh, you know, I went my whole life feeling so lost, like being the odd one out, never really fitting in my circle, in the society. And when I started my Instagram account and started painting something and putting it on there, just so I could have accountability, this was not, I didn't want followers. I didn't care about mm-hmm. any of that stuff. Um, uh, I was welcomed by the creative community with wide arms. And that's what really shocked me. I was like, what is happening? Because I come from a corporate world <laughs> where it's like tear each other down, rat race, competitiveness, especially here in India. And mm-hmm. I I was welcomed by the community. And I, I was really surprised to find that people really wanted me to win, which was like the Isn't most- Isn't that amazing? Yes. It is, it's so incredible so to good. me. Yeah. And that there's room for everybody. Exactly. You know, like, uh, and when, when my students come to me and they say, you know, why would anyone care about my art? And, you know, I'm really scared to put myself out there. And I just say, you will be surprised at just how welcoming this community is. This is so different from any other industry. Um, and I, I really love that. And I finally found my tribe. I finally felt like I belonged somewhere, which is what kept me going. Um, and weirdly, you know, I just 
I made a lot of friendships across, like people from the US who are like oceans across from me. Uh, I made such beautiful friendships. They really wanted me to win. And I just kept on painting. And I don't know, it's just, I did a 31 days of mini paintings project inspired by a friend who was doing a 100 day project. And that mm-hmm. just changed <laughs> everything for me. Like painting every single day just changed everything for me. People reached out to me to buy my artwork. Uh, in just a few months, I had more than 10,000 followers on Instagram. And I was like, what is happening? Wow. Like, wow, this is wow. so unplanned for. I mean, it wasn't even on my horizon. You see what I mean? Like, it's, it was, see, when you don't know the concept, you can't even comprehend what's there for you. So for that to happen uh, in my world and just change everything about me, uh, it's just something that I will never, ever forget. And that's why I never take this for granted. So that's amazing. But tell us how you went from doing your marketing job Mm. and painting in watercolor on the side, Mm. posting on Instagram to the total badass that you have become now. (laughs) I will take that compliment because I really do feel like I'm a badass right now. You are a badass. Thank you. So how did that transition happen? Because I have always been ambitious and driven. I know it's just, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it just feels weird to even say this now, but it's an identity that I totally own. Uh, But I've always been ambitious. Ever since I was a child, uh, I love doing new things and being really good at it. So when I took up watercolors, I became really good at it in a very short time because I invested in my learning and I was driven by deep passion. You see, it was, uh, it's so different for a person who just feels lost their whole life and they finally found, find that one thing, that one spark that just drives them. And I was like, I'm going all the way in. And this is this was working nice. for me. And I finally found purpose. There were people who were wanting to buy my artwork. There was also money in it. And I, I really genuinely believe that money is really good. And for someone, I was four years in the industry. I was still earning very, very less. And to find that I get to do what I love, that I'm so passionate about, and I'm getting paid for it. Hell yeah, why wouldn't I do that, right? Why are you going to keep writing a newsletter for some other company, right? Yeah, and so I was like, okay, I'm going full into this. And the universe was really rewarding me. And I just knew that if I played full out, it's just going to be so much fun. And I was so much happier. I was happier than I've ever been in my entire life. Um, So it was all just like, why wouldn't I do any of that stuff, you know? And that's when, you know, I got 10,000 followers by October of 2017. I started my Instagram account on May 10th, which is crazy. Wow. Um, Wow. And things were really working out. And uh, I was, uh, you know, people were reaching me out for projects and collaborations. And very quickly, I found out that with my job, I'm not able to give give a lot of time for this thing that was really rewarding. Like I was attracting opportunities like left, right and center. And I really wanted to take part in all of them. So, um, and at the same time, I also was fascinated by the art of making paints because it's a Mm -hmm. very, very old tradition. There were a couple of handmade uh, paint makers on the market already. And I found their journey so inspiring. And uh, it's 
the way they make the paint is a is a technique that is like more than three thousand years old. It's a millennia mm-hmm. old tradition, and I love. I'm all about keeping the old traditions alive. So that that part really, you know, I really connected to that, and so I decided that it would be a great idea because I'm well known for my watercolor art. Uh, so why not start making paints? Because it just fits so perfectly, and I was really passionate about it, and that's how Blue Pine Arts was born in December so- that year. Yeah. Did you start out just making paints for yourself to to use and then you figured out that this mm-hmm. would be a great way to add to your to your business? Absolutely. That's how it all started because um back then in India it was really hard to get your hands on quality art supplies. Mm-hmm. And I'm all about like really good quality art supplies because they just make everything the whole process so much easier. Um and I was really frustrated because if I wanted some paints I had to order them in the US. And you know, beg a friend to it be would take like, forever. "Yeah, if you're coming to India, could you please drink some of my paints and and then right. wait I'm for sure, two months?" I'm sure it was expensive and <clears throat> took forever to get there. Yeah, two months. I mean, a new oh artist gosh. who is mm-hmm. like so in love with watercolors and crazy about art supplies. The the two months of waiting was torture on me. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna do it myself. Nice. I'm not gonna wait anymore. Nice. Yeah. And and how long did, was it from when you started painting to when you created Blue Pine Arts? Uh, so I started painting regularly in May. Actually, you know what? I started painting regularly in July of 2017. And mm-hmm. I had the idea of Blue Pine Arts in November that, that same year. And I researched, I studied uh, a lot. And I did, was like doing a lot of research on the site. And I knew that this is what I wanted to do. So in December, uh, Blue Pine Arts was born. Um, I sold my first set of calendars. You know, I put my art on my calendars and it was crazy because I had to reprint them three times. Uh, I just did it just because someone else was doing it. And I was like, okay, this is a great idea. I want to try this out. And I, re- and I launched my calendars after mid-November, which is really, really late. But I didn't let that bother right. me, you know. I was like, I just want to do it. Let's see how it goes. And it was a sellout thing like I ended up selling out of calendars even though it was just 75 calendars but that was a big deal for me you know still it's great it's fantastic and calendars are a huge seller in Mm. fact I do a calendar every year I have for the past three years it's my biggest seller ever exactly so I was like uh, you know I made a good amount of money it was like what a thousand four hundred dollars or a thousand six hundred dollars which is like a Mm -hmm. ton of money for someone who is only getting that was like four months of your pay yeah you were making what three hundred and twenty five dollars a month less than that yes exactly yeah amazing yeah so that was uh, so when did you mm -hmm. when did you quit your marketing job December 6th I still remember that I went into the office and I said uh, and I'll tell you why I even quit my job. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> uh, but this is funny. Like in November, I uh, my, I was talking to my best friend and I was telling him about how all of this is going on. And he told me a very simple thing. He said, listen, if you're earning more than or at least $325 a month from your art, why would you want to continue your job? Just absolutely. It. And it was such a simple thing for me. It still rings in my head, you know, his voice. Um, and I was like, all right, actually, that makes sense. And I wanted to, I had big visions for Blue Pine Arts. Um, and what panned out turned out to be much bigger than my big visions. So, <laughs> um, but I had so like, tell dreams. Us, actually, yeah. 
Yeah. Tell us what your original big dreams are that now turns out to be so much smaller. What was your original thought? I just thought I would, you know, just sell paints, uh, just make paints for myself first because I really wanted them for my painting and then uh, market them and just sell handmade paints. That's all my big vision was. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm a full-time artist and paint every day. And I had an Instagram following. I was kind of entering the influencer market at that time. So it was really good. That was my big dream. But then uh, as soon as we made sketchbooks and lupine art using... uh, you know, Indian handmade paper that is made very close to my hometown. And they just went viral. I, I don't even know how oh, to describe yeah. it. It was so crazy. Uh, I need and, uh, one of those. <laughs> I need one of those for sure. And it was incredible that the sketchbooks turned out to be uh, just as big, if not bigger, uh, of, you know, bestsellers than my paints. And I was like, okay, what is happening? This is really interesting. And at the same time, mm-hmm. I was also contacted by the creator of Art Summit to be a teacher on Watercolor Summit. So all of these things happened at the same time in January of 2017. So this is like almost exactly three years ago. Uh, quit my wow. job. I got invited to be a teacher on Watercolor Summit, which I didn't know, by the way, but when I was quitting my job, which is why I'm such a believer in manifestation, because just that one mm-hmm. one courageous act of saying mm-hmm. that I want to do this full time, I feel like attracted all of these wonderful opportunities to me. Um, and yeah, and so much of that is mindset, isn't it? It is. Like, it is. Having that Absolutely. growth mindset that says this, seeing what's possible for yourself, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like Absolutely. how, like being able to manifest something beyond your, your dreams and just taking, and it's also being a stardust. <laughs> <laughs> I love that term, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. I think, Thank you. I think you're a great one. Um, just saying, you know what, this is an idea I have. I'm going to go out and do it. I'm exactly. going to try because yeah. it's that action. We, we stop ourselves so much. And so being able to just take action towards those goals and see where it takes you. Mm. And it's taken you some amazing places. I know I took your, our summit course i joined that that art summit and you had the misty pines Mm -hmm. lesson and i and i remember doing that lesson and going oh my gosh this is so stinking cool like it just turned out amazing i think i used indigo Mm -hmm. and with one color created this beautiful scene and it was really really fun and inspiring so um seeing that you could create that for other people and i think you that was kind of your signature style to begin with that might be where blue pine arts came from right indigo and and pines yeah because i mean i would i got very well known for my Misty Pine series really early in the journey because I just hit that and I that's what grew my brand and just uh, you know my presence as an artist in the community that's what just like put me out there you know put me on the map Um, Mm -hmm. and uh, it was all of this just happening at the same time was so incredible to be invited to teach on Watercolor Summit alongside artists who I admired for a long time like Ashley Pirroles who is one of my best friends and Jenna Rainey and Louis Dimas who've been in the all of these guys uh, have been in the industry for like uh, then back then they were in the industry for like three to five years at least mm-hmm. um, and to be invited to teach alongside them on the same platform was huge for me. Um, and you're right about, uh, you know, saying that I had an idea and I decided to just go for it because it's incredible how all the fear and everything came to me. Like I started being in a slightly fearful state after all of this happened. Because back then I was just a curious, mm-hmm. like a, a child with a sandbox and you know, just very curious about 
You were just playing and yeah, learning playing. and experimenting, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so it wasn't so much as conquering fear. It was so much as being in a state of just happily exploring things. And I think that's mm-hmm. where the fear was absent. The fear came much later when I already had like an established business and I had to turn on the role and the mindset of a business owner. Um, mm-hmm. That's when the fear came. But it was, I know most people don't want to hear this. Um, but it was, I was in a very different state back then. Okay. So it sounds like from what you've said that all of this happened for you because you really just got seen and popular Mm -hmm. on Instagram. Is that right? Yes. I mean, that was like obviously a big driving force because uh, I didn't have, I wasn't a part of an artist community here in India. Right. Obviously, you did the work and you put yourself out there. I'm not saying, Mm. you know, but Instagram is how you got found. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what did you do on Instagram that you think is different from what some other people do? I feel like Instagram was a bit different back then. Um, All I did was really, Nikki, it it was so simple. I just did two things. You know, like people think that they need all these like fancy strategies and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. But it was just two things, really. I I painted every single day because I freaking love doing that. It was like, you know, right. drinking water when you've been parched, wandering the desert for years <laughs> and years. Uh, and I, I put it out there every single day. So I had consistency going on for me. And that is so important. You just, you, mm-hmm. I don't think like you consistency. need, exactly. You don't need like a magic wand or a magic formula. You just need consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And the other thing that I did, which I feel like a lot of people forget these days when they approach Instagram, it's called social media for a reason. You have to be social on it. And I, mm-hmm. I, commented on other people's posts I made genuine connections I made friendships with other artists and I just shared my expertise like whatever I knew about watercolors I knew I was like really good at it Uh, I invested in my learning I learned from other teachers and Mm -hmm. whatever growth I found new discoveries aha moments I shared all of that on my Instagram account every single day Mm -hmm. I when when I discovered stories um, I showed behind the scenes stuff so people could connect with me as a person and not just like to the pictures that I'm posting on my feed, Right, just my right. art. So it was really, it was my art plus my heart. That's what I tell my membership students. Like when you're putting it out there, you have to put both out there. You can't just like put your art and expect people to connect with you. And you have to participate. You have to be an audience to someone else. You have to comment on another artist's posts. You have to DM them. You have to form relationships, like authentic, real relationships. And Mm -hmm. all of that sort of stuff is what brought these incredible opportunities my weight because I just put myself out there. That's it. And it's a circular thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're giving as much as you're receiving exactly. in that social aspect. Mm-hmm. So it's not just one way. So, so important, I think that's really right? important. Right. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you have to give first before you expect anything out of anyone. I feel like this is such a, people flip that so much these days. They want followers. They want more likes. They want, want, want. But I'm like, right. are you giving? Are you giving freely in your, you know, whatever expertise you have, your 10% edge, are you giving in your Instagram stories and posts? Are you giving likes and saves and shares and encouragement to someone else in the community? 
because it all comes mm-hmm. back. I mean, by the algorithm, but also I feel like in a very universal way, it all comes back. I agree completely. Mm-hmm. I'm still working on the showing my face on Instagram. <laughs> I'm going to get there. A little nervous about that. But. Yeah, Laura and I have that in common. We're a little reluctant to show our face as much as mm-hmm. you and some other people do. And I think that actually might have something. I'm sorry to say this, Laura, but it might have something to do with. I think it has a lot to do with it. Oh, no, I didn't mean that, though. No, I know you didn't mean that. But, you know, we're, um, okay, so I happen to be like 10 years older than Laura. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, I did not grow up with, there was no internet until I was even out of graduate school. Mm. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm old, (laughs) but, um, so, so I, I think there's a difference there where I'm fine with sharing my work online, but I'm not as comfortable talking to the camera. And I feel like that's really, really important. Like I want to share, but that's so hard for me. So you seem to be like so good at it and so comfortable with it. Oh, but that came with practice though. I'll tell you like two things with this. Uh, Before I showed my face on camera, I was like behind the camera and I just practiced Mm -hmm. speaking to the camera just by doing some live videos and just doing some live demos. That's how I got comfortable with speaking. And Mm -hmm. as to, you know, showing my face, I do like three or four takes because English is still my second language. And I just like record and I'm like, what did I just say? That doesn't make any sense. Okay, delete and then record. (laughs) Uh, But I want to share something, um, you know, in times like this, if I, if I doubt myself, then I put myself in the shoes of a consumer of an audience. And then I see, I, I see some artists, uh, you know, even like uh, hesitantly come on their Instagram stories if they, in, in, you know, English is not their second language and they're speaking slowly and hesitantly, but they're still doing it. Mm-hmm. And I find myself being very compassionate and I, I love doing that. Uh, I love seeing other artists put themselves out there. So I'm like, you know, if I'm feeling this way about this artist who is, you know, still finding the courage to come on her Instagram stories, speak hesitantly, but still she's speaking, I, mm-hmm. I I love that vulnerability. I connect with that vulnerability mm-hmm. more than polished people just effortlessly speaking with, you know, like a full makeup on and everything. And I'm like, right. how good is that human vulnerability and the connection that I feel? So if I'm feeling that for another artist, there are a hundred mm-hmm. people waiting out there to feel that connection with me when I put myself out there. So a hundred percent. That is a... A beautiful way to feel. And right? I think you're you're so right. Mm. And I have so much admiration for you to be able to do that in not your first language, oh. where I'm trying to do it <laughs> in my first language. And I still feel that hesitation. <laughs> but then you know, think about it. Like if I see you tomorrow on Instagram without your makeup on, and if you just falter a few words, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to be like, ugh. What the hell? Like she just missed a few words. I'm gonna unfollow her or block her or something. People don't give a shit about these things. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, you're allowed to say that word. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> and um, I'm the one who's judging me. <laughs> I don't judge other people. I judge myself. Yes, exactly. So it's mm-hmm. really just you know just getting out of our self-judging selves for a moment and just. You know, uh, one of my mentors shared this like really good tip about me, which has been really helping me this, uh, you know, last year and this year. It's like, mm-hmm. 
you know, like in these moments, it's not about you. It's about the people who you're serving. So yes. when I feel like I don't have my makeup on, uh, but I really need to get something out there to help someone in my audience through one of my programs or live videos or my membership or anything, I think about, you know, this person needs to hear this because I need to help this person with the specific problem and give them progress and help, you know, serve them. And it's not about me or my appearance or the way I'm speaking. It's about them. And when I shift the focus from me to my audience, that's when I get out of my head and get into the game. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. That's how everything should be. I think the moment that we get out of our own head, Mm. everything gets clear, right? That's when clarity seems to happen. Yeah. I used to run a charity project called Brimming with Love that made hats for cancer patients. Mm-hmm. I would go spend a day serving at the local hospital and I would come home and like everything else in my life would have shifted already just by having that st- stepping outside of what my own head was saying and exactly. being of service to other people. Yeah. And that's what it sounds like you're doing with with um, your programs that you offer. So I know you went from teaching in the art summit. We talked mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. And then I know you also went to Skillshare. You have some classes on Skillshare, right? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that and then how your teaching has kind of progressed. Um, So I found out that I actually love teaching online and I have a preference to it because I was invited to teach on Watercolor Summit. And I I said yes to that opportunity and we filmed, uh, you know, the class and I found out that, oh, I did it in one take and this is actually really good. I really enjoy doing this, reaching a lot of people through online teaching. So Skillshare had reached out to me to be their ambassador where you know you share their link and you earn an affiliate commission. Um, and I did that for a couple of months and I was like, you know what, I'm seeing a couple artists teach on Skillshare. I've already taught on Vorticular Summit. So why don't I just put one class on Skillshare and see how it goes? Um, and I also taught a misty uh, landscape painting over there as well. And it was madness. Like in, I, I published a class in the evening and I said, you know what, I'm so tired with doing all of this. I'm just going to go to sleep. The next morning I wake up and I see 300 people have joined the class and I'm like, what is even happening? Like, <laughs> this is, this is crazy. Like I, I was not expecting this. Um, and that kind of, you know, um, spurred me on to create more classes for my audience. I asked them what to wanted. Um, I created classes for them. And in a few short months, um, Skillshare also promoted me to be a top teacher on the platform. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is working out really well. So that's how, you know, uh, I became well known for my Skillshare classes as well. Um, And I have about- And how many classes, how many classes do you have on Skillshare? I have 12 classes on there and over 20,000 students now on Skillshare. That's fantastic. That's amazing. I mean, I don't even have the words for that. Thank you so much. But um, <laughs> it's it's crazy how when you start these things, you never know what's in store for you. Um, people always get scared that, you know, if I do this, I'm going to, uh, you know, I might fail. This might not pan out. And I get that. It's so natural to feel that. But I feel like what really happens with all of us who do things like this is you get rewarded in so many more like bigger bigger ways than you can ever envision so Mm -hmm. I would say you know just do that thing do that thing and be open to more things happening to you more abundance uh, more good things more opportunities and isn't that an incredible way to have to live to have that mindset uh being open to more than just failure 
that's amazing. It's a great mindset to have. And along those lines, what other kind of advice would you give to people who are just getting started? What What do you wish you had known before you got started or when you were just getting started? Uh, in terms of art or in terms of business? Yes. Both? All of it. <laughs> Both. 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 All of it. It's, it's all important. It all feeds into each other. With art, um, I don't have, I wish I had known because somehow I ended up doing uh, the right thing, so to say, even though I know that there's no right things. But for me, like a couple of things that worked were um, just experimenting and doing things in your voice than being inspired by another artist. Uh, because that's mm-hmm. how my Misty Pine series came. It wasn't based off of another artist. It wasn't based off what I was seeing another artist do, uh, which is, it's just going to be so contradictory when I say this. But there are times when you don't look at another artist's work. You don't get inspired by them. It has to come from the inside. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I always, you know, I admire artists for the stuff that they do, their spirit, their mindset. But I, I make sure that I'm not inspired by their artwork because I don't want that to bleed through in my artwork because it's so easy for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right. that's that's what, you know, that's how you don't end up copying someone or stepping on someone's toes. So really uh, something that worked so well for me is to do uh, 30 days of daily painting project. Mm-hmm. Or at least a 10-day daily painting project where you just decide to do it just based on reference pictures or, you know, your own pictures and not based on anything or anybody, any other artist and turn off that inspiration right. source. Uh, that worked really well. Second thing that really worked really uh, well for me as an artist was to investing in uh, in my art journey. So I made it a point to take other artists' courses, to learn techniques, to really find quick growth in my artwork at the same time also experimenting. So having an mm-hmm. artist teach you something, like having a mentor does like some, a different kind of magic to you, you know? Yes, you should, you know, discover yourself, but having a teacher just show you the path and, you know, imbibe those mindsets in you just really accelerates your growth. So that's what really worked well for me uh, in the art thing and in the business, I forgot what I was going to say, what worked for me the business. Oh, wait, I remember. Start an email list. If you want to uh, have any sort of business from your creative venture, whether you're a maker or a painter or a ceramicist or whatever it is, please, please, please start an email list because I wish that was the one thing I wish I knew to how to start an email list and nurture my email list because that is so key. When in your journey did you start your email list? I actually started it pretty soon, to be very honest. I started for Mm -hmm. Blue Pine Arts um, for my handmade paints business. But I also wish, you know, I had started, uh, you know, I created a lead magnet and I'd started an email list for my online education thing. I started that last year before I launched Mm -hmm. my membership. Um, And I really wish I'd started sooner and learned how to nurture my list. Um, because Blue Art, it was just to announce when the shop updates were, but I wish mm-hmm. I had learned how to nurture lists, how to share stories, it's something that I do on Instagram anyway, but just to my mm-hmm. email list as well. So I really just honed in on the process and learned all the mechanisms of it and the importance of it last year in the middle of the pandemic. <laughs> and what other resources have kind of helped you along the way? 
when you've looked at business resources and things that, that have really helped you along your journey, that, that might be something that our listeners would find mm-hmm. helpful as well. I joined a membership. I think that's why I really love the membership model because I joined Emily Jeffords' membership. Her membership is called The Collective and I joined it in August of 2019. Uh, I'm in there too. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) And um, she had just started her membership and I was, at that stage, I was pretty lost with my business. I was highly burnt out. I was, I didn't know what I was doing. I was in some sort of a fog and being in a membership and being a part of, you know, this community of artists where they're all focused on just one thing. So her membership is focused on creative business growth. Um, Mm -hmm. It just helped me refocus, you know, being Mm -hmm. in a group of uh, like-minded people is so important because I feel like it keeps you on track. It inspires you. And it got me out of my funk. Just seeing someone, I mean, I was, I'm in the Facebook group. And I haven't, honestly, I haven't really even watched any of her classes. I get most of, you know, my returns from a membership by being in the Facebook group and seeing other artists crush their business goals. And when I see other Mm -hmm. artists do that, and I'm like, I can do that as well. Because I've always found other artists' growth so inspiring to me because it shows me what possibilities can lie ahead of me. And just getting my mojo back, you know what I mean? Nice. I was just so lost. And so her membership and being in a membership really got me moving again. So that is one thing that I would say, just join a relevant membership, be in that you know, space of like-minded people. So do you mind sharing a little bit about that, that burnout and fog that you were feeling before you <laughs> picked that back up? Like, yeah. Because it seems like you were on a really good trajectory. You were growing on Instagram and Skillshare and selling your work. And then what happened that you felt kind of lost? Mm, I feel like it was the growth itself that sort of led to the burnout because I've had um, a very accelerated growth in my membership. Uh, Like my business did six figures last year. It was just, you know, my business is just uh, what? less than three years old um Mm -hmm. and so the growth was always there it was always on an upward trajectory but I feel like it was the pressure of keeping it upward that led me to burnout because um you see I had like two pillars to my businesses one was online education on Skillshare Mm -hmm. uh the other one was Blue Pine Arts which is a product-based company and this is Mm -hmm. you know teaching online is service-based um And both of them grew really, really fast. They grew much faster than I had expected. And it was the growth of both of them that sort of slowly started pulling me apart because I also had to run the Blue Pineance Instagram account. I had to run my own Instagram account. I had to create both of the things and market all of that. So it was just... And somewhere in there you had to sleep, right? Yes, (laughs) which I didn't. (laughs) And make your own art. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that's where. So it was overwhelm. It was it was very just much, too very, yeah too much too fast. Yes, all of it brilliant and beautiful and yeah. amazing, mm-hmm. but just so much of it that you can't juggle it all. Yes, I can relate to that. Oh for yeah. Sure. <laughs> no, I mean you're so right, Nikki. It was too much, too fast, um, and it was. I'm still super grateful for all of it. You know, none of it was bad. Uh, It's always brought in a lot of abundance and a kind of lifestyle that I'd never thought was possible for me before. Uh, But it also led to 
me not having like a balance. I was completely off balance. Um, growing pains. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, big growing pains. But also more than that, I feel like we always have growing pains, especially if you're a creative business owner. The pain mm-hmm. is always there. Your muscles are always, your creative muscles are always going to hurt because you're always doing new things. I, I just say right. that, you know, I have a huge mansion in my uncomfortable zone. I'm never, ever, <laughs> ever in my comfort zone. And I, I just, I just set up camp there and that's where I live now. I'm in, and I'm okay with that. It was just the fact that, um, I was doing it all myself and I wasn't asking for help. I, could have taught my team some of the skills and I could have like unloaded some of that stuff onto them and all that sort of stuff. So it was too much too fast. And I did not have a balance. There was a time when I was working more in my business than even making art, which just completely threw me off because I started getting these, uh, this imposter syndrome thoughts. I was like, I'm not making any art yet. I'm running a creative business. What does that make me, you know, what kind of a fraud Mm -hmm. am I? Um, so that was when I I so relate to that for sure. Me too. So what got you past that? Um, being in the membership definitely got me past that. And then just realizing that I have a team of people and I need to rely on them. This happened actually very recently in 2020. I, I stepped out of my burnout, uh, what do you call it? The burnout cycle where I was like, I would burn Mm -hmm. out, rest, come out of it and then burn out again because I was working so hard on my business. I finally realized that I need to teach these skills to my team members and have them do some of that work. So I'm in my zone of genius. I'm creating and everything stems from my creativity. You know, it's not just a business that's just running by itself. It it comes from me as an artist. So it was reconnecting with my identity as an artist that really helped me bring the balance. So you already had a team, but you weren't delegating properly? Is that what I'm hearing? I had a team. Or how did you grow a team? Uh, well, they started making the paints. So I had a team for Blue Pine Arts. I didn't necessarily okay. have a team for my online classes business. Um, okay. So I had a I had a beautiful team of four people actually in Blue Pine Arts, which is really good. Uh, and I, it's not a, that I didn't delegate work to them I did they were taking care of the operations the production I trained Mm -hmm. my operations manager how to respond to customer care emails and all of that okay but that was still not enough for me because I was still handling the Instagram account and replying to all the messages and that sort of Mm -hmm. stuff and even in my online courses thing I was still editing all of my classes myself uh so you see how I was working in my business and not really on my business right Um, Mm -hmm. so I was just, you know, constantly running on the hamster wheel just to keep it moving, not necessarily just like growing it, but just to keep it moving. Um, and so I realized that, okay, my team is eager to learn and I can actually teach them how to take beautiful flat lay pictures, how to take beautiful product pictures, how to Mm -hmm. exactly handle the website because I'd already created the website and I was like, I can trust them to put up listings, to change stuff, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And so I did that. And you know what was so wonderful? They were so excited. The moment I said that, you know, I'm going to give uh, more responsibilities to you. They were excited for it, which means, you know, they were hungry. That's great. They were hungry yeah. for it. And me thinking that I can do it all myself and I have to do it all by myself. I was depriving them of that sort mm-hmm. of ownership in the business as well. Um, and then when I did that, they just 
completely blew my mind. I mean, they've been doing so well in Blue Pine Arts. And now I have an assistant who does some of the work for me and she is doing it really beautifully as well. So I'm finally in that rhythm, you know, having the supportive team and then me working in my zone of genius. That's fantastic. That's beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Hashtag goals. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So you talked about the importance of memberships Mm -hmm. and what that membership that you participated in and what that meant for you. And I know recently you launched your own membership, uh, Thrive with Troop D. So Mm -hmm. why don't you tell us a little bit about that membership that you offer and, and the experience of being in that and how it came about. Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, I also want to say that another tip would be to also invest in courses uh, because this is like something that I think is really important because there are artists who are willing to teach you this stuff. For example, if you want to go into licensing, they're going to teach you like, a, I mean, there are multiple artists who have course on li- courses on licensing. It, I You've signed course, up for probably all of them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> course junkies, right? I mean, after a certain point, you're just uh, going to get a little bit there. We are. We're procrasta um, learners. Yes. <laughs> and that's a good word. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I joined uh, Stu McLaren's tribe course because I knew that I uh, and all of this sort of came from um, sort of from the ashes of my Blue Pine Arts company shutting down because of the pandemic. And it was because I had diversified my business, even though my company got paused I and mean, we had to completely shut down for six months. We lost that that many months of business. I still had my online classes on Skillshare. Um, still bringing in a good stream of income. And that's when I realized that, gosh, it's so important to, first of all, diversify uh, your streams of income. It's so important to have multiple streams of income. Absolutely. Um, and it was at that time, we had to shut down Blue Pine Arts in April, just the beginning of April. Um, and that's when... Why did you have to shut it down? Because most of our customers are from the US. I mean, most of our customers mm-hmm. are from outside of India and the whole country was in a lockdown. The postal service did not resume okay. till like five. It was five. the shipping issue. The shipping issue. So because we couldn't okay. ship any products, there was really right. nothing we can do. Uh, we couldn't even visit our studio. My team couldn't meet up over there and work. And even if we wanted to work from home, just the shipping was completely shut down. So okay. there was nothing that we could do. Um, but I saw that as a blessing because remember how I was burnt out? It gave me a respite mm-hmm. from running Blue Pine Arts. So I, I took it as a respite from running in the hamster wheel. It really just gave me some time to just chill out and really think about where I wanted to take my business. And I'd known for a while that I wanted to have my own online school because I knew I had an audience. I knew I had more to give. So why not do it on my own platform? And Mm -hmm. at the time, uh, you know, synchronicity, right? Uh, That's when Stu McLaren launched his Tribe course. You know, he's going to do it again in April. And I took his course on how to have your own membership. And I took really mm-hmm. fast action on it. I studied the course. I made it a point to really commit to it, study all of that and just implement all of that because it just seemed like the perfect fit uh, to have my own online membership and to teach the same stuff that I'm teaching on Skillshare, but a lot more than that as well. So that's how Thrive with Rupi was born. Which is great because Skillshare is a brilliant platform. We love it. We've learned a lot of things on there. Yeah. But it's kind of a jumping off point. It is. Mm -hmm. It really is. 
Yeah, where with your own membership, you have so much more control over what you do, Mm -hmm. and it's your own platform. You can get so much deeper. Yeah. And I think it's beyond just the 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 watercolor. I know that it's a watercolor membership, right? Mm-hmm. But there are other elements to that, exactly. like like the mindset element and other things that I think you bring in your personality and your yeah. passions mm-hmm. into that, right? Yeah. So I wanted to give my students a community. I felt like that's what they were lacking in Skillshare. And I told you, right, it's so important to be a part of the community of like-minded people. Mm-hmm. I I had experienced it firsthand, what, it, what can happen to your mindset and how you show up for your artwork and your and your business because I was a part of membership and I knew how amazing having that community was. Um, and it's also, I feel like this comparison is similar to having an Etsy store comparing, compared to having your own website because you can Definitely. always, you can always sell things on Etsy, but you know, it's still subject to their algorithm, whatever changes that they want to do. And it's always such a good idea to have your own website uh, to sell your artwork on, to have complete control over how everything looks, how you want to serve people, your own personalization. So it was the same thing uh, with Skillshare and my membership. I still continue to teach on Skillshare. I love it. I, and I love on all my mm-hmm. students there. But I knew that I wanted to offer them a community, uh, like mindset trainings, which is a huge part of my membership. And it's what makes it really stand out from any other online education resource for watercolors. Um, so I I had a vision so in my watercolor membership, Thrive with Rupti, I teach people not only the skills that they need to paint effortlessly with watercolors, uh, but I also give them the mindset that they need to progress really quickly as an artist. Because I have been through so many, you know, obstacles and difficulties and just being stuck for such a long time. And if I can help uh, my students just dodge all of those things, um, mm-hmm. and just become a better artist and find ease and joy in that process than being burnt out and lost and having imposter syndrome and all of those limiting beliefs. Why wouldn't I do that, right? And that's what I really, really love about my membership. I love that. That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank um, you. So do you also go into any of the business side of being an artist or is it more mindset and technique? For now, it's mindset and technique. Uh, this mm-hmm. year, this year as a jumping off point for members in Thrive Trupti who want to, you know, take up creative creative business. Because not every mm-hmm. man in my membership wants to learn business. Most right. a, a lot of them are just doing it just so they can find that extra spark of joy in their life, and I respect mm-hmm. that. Um, so I want to keep, which is really how you got started, exactly, too, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so I want to keep that environment. For them and this year I'll be launching a mastermind for people who want to pursue creative business and that's where I'll be offering my business courses and on my podcast as well yeah nice I want to talk about the podcast but a couple more questions about your membership mm-hmm. when did you first launch it I launched it in July last year which is crazy okay uh, so July the finances still shut down and I just, so my husband also worked with me on the membership, which was really, really cool. That's how he sort of became, he took on the role of being my business integrator uh, because he, he does ceramics, yes, right? Yes, he okay. does. So he's a ceramicist. He started selling his ceramic uh, watercolor palettes and everything in mm-hmm. conjunction with Blue Pine Arts because that was like a 
really natural fit with him. Oh, it's a perfect pairing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, his stuff was also halted because he couldn't ship anything out. Right. Um, right. And so it gave us this like this nice window of time to work together as something new on a membership. And so he was also fully invested in it. And then he helped me create the website. Um, just really, he took all the work off of my shoulders because he knew that I would. Does work. he also have a technical background? Um, he studied civil engineering and he's, you know, a construction uh, manager, but okay. but he's very adept at the online stuff. Nice. We both are because we just learn really quickly. If I have to like create mm-hmm. a Shopify website, I can just like pick up on stuff because it's so easy to do it these days. Right. We, we built a membership on Kajabi and this it's literally all like drag and drop, step-by-step stuff, no coding required. Um, and so he's, he's like this really brilliant, smart guy who can just really pick up on things. And that's his zone of genius. He loves doing that sort of stuff. And that's the stuff that I don't necessarily enjoy because I have other stuff to work on. So Mm -hmm. it was such a perfect marriage of responsibilities and work as well. Apart from us having our actual marriage where he's working on the <laughs> on the technical side of, you know, establishing, you know, putting the website mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. And I'm working on the creative side of it with the, uh, with the classes and all that sort of stuff. So we launched in, in July and it was just all organic. Um, and I just launched it basically to my email list and on my Instagram. And we ended up getting 185 members in that first launch, which is that's great. God. Wow. It's and have you had a second launch with it yet? Yes. So we just, I just wrapped up my second launch in Jan, which was crazy. It was so mm-hmm. energetic. It was in the first weekend of Jan. So it was such an energetic start because I did a masterclass before I opened the doors to my membership. And mm-hmm. it was incredible to have these people come in and experience such quick growth in watercolors because, you know, this medium is so finicky. People can get so easily frustrated with it and give up before finding that sort of uh, that flow where they finally start getting how to use it. And if I can give them that aha moment, those like those quick breakthroughs in just one weekend, there are higher chances that these people are going to stick with this and just find a lot of joy in their daily life and just enjoying this growth. And I love doing that. So we just wrapped up a launch in Jan and now we have 260 members. And I think we're going to wow, open the doors. That's door. fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. I think we're going to open the doors again in April uh, for our next nice. launch. So, yeah. So are you thinking three times a year or three times a year I think I want to launch before I think I want my last launch to be in August this year because after that I want to work on my big course because uh, I'm pivoting and establishing myself as an art courses expert in this industry um, mm-hmm. having you know just found so much uh, abundance and basically just a lot of freedom in my life because of art courses I mean it started with watercolor summit and then skillshare and our membership. So I want to create a course for artists on how they can go from, you know, having an idea to actually launching their course, like A to Z uh, with an art course, how to film, uh, what equipment to use, how to break down your nice. class in a way uh, to, to make your students want to come back for, to you for more and more. Because I know that, you know, everyone uh, has an audience. Their art needs to be out there. And if they want to teach someone their art, I want to help them do that uh, as quickly as possible. So I want to work on that course. Uh, so I want to wrap up the launches for Thrive with Rupi 
before that. Right. Like that sounds like That's a class great. I'd want to take. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That sounds like one you need right now. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm working on my first Skillshare class right now. So yay. Let me know yeah. if you need any yeah. help. I'd be happy to. <laughs> Thank Perfect. you, Trudy. Well, and let us know if you need any uh, advice on starting a podcast. Uh, you know I'm going to reach out to you. I mean, I've already taken you up on that offer. Perfect. 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 So how can our listeners find you online and learn more about potentially joining your membership come April mm-hmm. when that's available and open again? Sure. Uh, they can find me on www.thrivewiththrupti.com. And... Uh, I think the best way for them to get started is to read this beautiful ebook that I made. It's called The Thriving Artist Roadmap. And it lays down the five stages of creative growth that an artist goes through. And what I really love about it is it not only gives you, you know, identifiers to see where you are at which stage, it also gives you the exact steps you need to take to grow to the next stage, to evolve as an artist uh, and as a business owner. Um, and they can find it on my website as well. I'll give you the link. Um, it's mm-hmm. called the Thriving Artist Roadmap. There's also a five-part mini-series. Each of the videos is just 10 minutes to help mm-hmm. people walk through that roadmap. And this is a resource that's helped a lot of people in my audience. So it's a free ebook, and you can find it on www.thrivingthrifty.com forward slash D-A-R. Awesome. Perfect. And we will include all of these links in our Thank show you. notes. There's just one more thing I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. So if you were interviewing yourself, what would you have asked yourself that we did not ask you? Oh, man. Um, I would have asked myself how to find balance and why to even do all of this stuff, which are two very different questions. I know. Um, (laughs) But it's not specifically a question, but something that I do want to talk to people about, you know, whether they want to just make art or they want to create business from it. I want to let them know that please do it. Please. I mean, the world needs, the world needs your art. It needs your voice. It needs whatever it is that you want to offer. And if, you know, perfection is standing in your way or just you're thinking that I need to have everything together before I launch. Most of us didn't have our stuff together when we launched any of the stuff that we did. Um, so don't let that stop in your way. Um, and I just want to say, uh, just find lightness in everything that you do. You know, I know that my pattern, like the reason why I used to get burnt out is because I used to make everything so heavy. I used to be like, oh, I have to, I have to do, I have to, you know, work on this. I have to work on that and blah, blah, blah. And now I just make everything light and easy. I just think what's the lightest and easiest way that I can do this in? Uh, and find joy in it. And it all stems from gratitude, right? No matter how mm-hmm. hard it gets, I am never ever going to go back to, you know, a corporate job or anything else because I know just how much uh, the sense of fulfillment it gives me, how much joy it brings into my life. So it's all worth it. So just being in a state of gratitude and just making everything mm-hmm. light. Light. I mean, instead of saying yeah. I have to, it's mm-hmm. I get to. I get to, exactly. So, what an honor it is to, to get to do this and to live the life of my dreams and to just 
find happiness every day, right? I mean, that's my uh, topmost agenda is to be happy every day. I love being happy. I also love prioritizing my happiness. So I, you know, when I stand in my own way, I get in my own head, I'm just standing in the way of my happiness. So yeah, just please, please, please make your art and offer your courses or, you know, whatever offering that you have, offer it to the world. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Tripti, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been it's been our honor to have you on the podcast. It's been super fun talking to you. And uh, I know that everybody's really going to enjoy listening. Thank you. I mean, I'm so grateful for you, uh, you know, you guys for having me on this podcast because I haven't stopped smiling the whole time we've been looking at each other and recording. <laughs> we all have been. <laughs> one, one last thing. Mm-hmm. Blue Pine Arts yeah. is back up and running, correct? Yes, it is back up and running. And we found more growth than we ever did before. Uh, I, did, I did a rebranding when we came back. I decided to do just a little rebranding and just really find uh more groundedness in the brand and now it's it's just taken off and i think we might soon be soon be starting a subscription box for blue pine art so Ooh. It's, it's back I on love that <laughs> Thank i you. love that i can't beautiful wait beautiful watercolors on your doorstep every month exactly <laughs> when you're ready to launch that we will definitely share that with our audience thank you so much yeah so uh if someone is interested in collecting you know handcrafted artisanal watercolors all handmade by my team and me in the beautiful western ghats of india it's such a i love my team uh, and the work that we do so they can find out more about us on www.lupinups.com thanks for reminding me nikki <laughs> absolutely and thank you so much thank you if you've enjoyed today's episode please subscribe and leave us a review visit stardustsociety.com slash troop d to read today's show notes where you'll find links to all of the resources mentioned in this episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.